We go to work, and when we're off, we whine about our day. We sip our cares away, and you can do the same, cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses. Welcome, folks. Hi. Oh, hello. You're listening to Whining, whining with, with Nurses. nurses. I'm Kat. I'm Desi. I'm Sarah. And Jen oh. is not here today because her and little baby Jax are sick. So it's we been a while you. since we've done this trio. I know. I haven't yeah. seen you guys since the beginning of June or maybe before. I missed you really? guys. Yeah. It's been that long. It was definitely, it was before the rogue trip. Yeah, I started to forget oh, about yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, be that way. Have you not <laughs> seen her at work or anything either? I've hardly even been at work. We've seen each other, mm-hmm. you know, in passing, in passing once yeah. or twice. So ships in the oh. night type of a thing. I mm-hmm. saw some really cute pictures on Facebook of you at a birthday thing for uh, Emily and in your oh, scrubs. Yeah. And it was really cute. And we had yeah. the cat ears on. It was cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the a good time. The nurses being nurses being cute. Just being so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Anyways. So well, good to see you guys again. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, Sarah's here with a brace around her right knee. Mm-hmm. I am a patient right now, but I haven't <laughs> actually been to a doctor or a hospital. <laughs> like, we are the best patients. Listen, I consulted the, the good old Dr. Google <laughs> and my niece, Emily, who uh, is about to be a physical it's therapist. Almost. Physical almost. Therapist. Oh, okay. <laughs> and also I did email my doctor and he's a superstar because I got an instant reply saying he's out of the office that day um, and he would get back to me the next day. But then at 11 o'clock that night, he actually replied to my message. He wasn't even supposed to be back at work yet. Wow. Oh, yeah. What a good guy. I know. I like that's doctors like in our office are always working <laughs> like it's awful you're not supposed to send them messages if they're on vacation or on but I, I know they're always working so I'm like I'm just gonna like see if they respond yeah. and <laughs> it's so terrible since you're at your computer anyway yeah. why don't you just read this and respond <laughs> So how'd you get your, or tell Anna? So I was rafting, surprise, surprise. And um, (laughs) I uh, was going down this rapid that usually I have a pretty good time with. And it's a tricky rapid and people flip there all the time. Anyway, that was my day. I ran into trouble. I slammed into this rock wall that we all try to avoid. It's called magnetic. Were you stuck between a rock and a hard place? (laughs) (laughs) You could say I was. Oh, man, that was a slow pitch there. <laughs> you were just waiting, waiting, waiting for that I one. Was. I was. I, I couldn't even have the patience to have the good comedic timing. And your patience paid off. <laughs> Anywho. So, so we slam into this wall, and um, the boat starts to go down backwards on the last drop. And I'm about to fall out of the boat, but here comes the guy in front of me also falling out of the boat, but he's on top of me. And um, <clears throat> I think he was holding on to something because he was on top of me for a while. He wasn't going in the water, and he wasn't going back in the boat. Meanwhile, most of my body's outside of the boat. My right leg's still in there underneath of him, and then eventually it, like, popped out, and off my knee popped, too. It popped it, it moved inward toward the other knee. You like got knock kneed? <laughs> <laughs> Not knocked up. 
<laughs> You're such a nerd. <laughs> what? <laughs> I love it though. Um, anyway, I thought that was bad. Whatever happened, I just felt my knee move immediately. Listen. Oh, listen. In, health words. In, in towards your body. Uh huh. Towards the center. And I was like, back in the boat eventually and I thought this will be fine and then we go down another rapid and it felt all wobbly like it was gonna pop out again so I get over to the side and I stand on it and it did pop out again and I was like oh did anybody see that I started to panic Uh, (laughs) anyway so then we had to I I got off the trip early but only after paddling about nine miles oh my god (laughs) to the nearest person I wasn't in pain I was just worried and it was unstable and every time we would go down a little bumpy rapid it would feel like it was getting knocked out again and I was like this is bad every time I feel like I'm just injuring it more and more so Mm. anyway they were it worked out perfectly they got in another replacement guide right before the biggest and best rapids of the day all my favorite rapids are at the end so that was a bummer but at least somebody came and filled in for me and and mm-hmm. now you're recuperating. Mm-hmm. Now I've got this nice knee brace. Uh, Can I sign it? Sure. Do you have a <laughs> silver I never got sharpie or something? That was like a childhood experience. I really feel like I missed out on not getting able to sign, not being able to sign casts. Yeah, or have a cast to ha- be signed. I didn't either. And Gosh. I always thought that would be cool, right? Not like a cat, or I don't know, at least signing someone's cast or drawing something on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyway, and you were. Desi was in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii just for a quick trip. How um, long? What do you mean? Quick? Like I left on a Thursday morning and I flew home Sunday night. Oh, it's pretty quick. Yeah. So it was good. Just a long weekend kind yeah, of getaway. Yeah, just a little getaway. It was very spontaneous and we, uh, we it, it was kind of nice because because it was so short, we didn't feel pressured to like pack it full of fun experiences. Mm-hmm. So we just like got up in the morning, made breakfast, went out to the beach, drank, ate, mm. lounged, burned. <laughs> you know how yeah. Irish people have oh, vacations. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got to throw that burn in there. Yeah. <laughs> Has to be there. It wasn't a trip. So it was good. <laughs> I jumped off of like a 40 foot cliff Whoa. into the ocean at South Point. In on the Big Island. That's awesome. And uh, I love jumping off things, but this one actually hurt. That, like the I, like, slap of the water. Well, I panic, and then right, like all of a sudden, I see the water approaching, and you know, then I finally get my feet in front of me to break the landing. But I was off balance from panicking, so my tit broke the water a little before my your tit. Yeah, your your, your <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my bosom. <laughs> Wow! Wow! Well, not really. It, it just had get its a own. Bruise it, now. Yeah, it, it had its own impact, you know. <laughs> oh, and it was like that doesn't sound good. It was not. So, <laughs> oh man. Cat, tell us about your injuries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a support group. My brain's for, a little injured. You had something bleeding on your leg earlier. <laughs> no, I actually did a similar thing to my knee. I like twisted it, but this was a while ago was like, I kept, I keep, and I still will like cross my knee, like when I'm sitting, I'll cross my legs or put like my knee up to the side. Yeah, right. <laughs> and um, uh, I know, like, sorry if my underwear's <laughs> like showing you guys right now. Listen, it's your house. You be comfortable. <laughs> I am. Should I get more though? <laughs> um, anyway, and it like twists, I think my 
what's the outside ligament? I know there's the ACL, the... The MCL is on the medial side and the LCL, the lateral collateral, lateral, medial collateral ligament. I don't know what the C stands for. Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway. Huh. Well, hopefully no one gets more injuries going forward. Yeah. Yeah. What are we drinking? This is good. Yeah. It is a Longmeadow Ranch (laughs) Sauve Blanc 2018. Uh, I picked it up because... Uh, Long Meadow Ranch is a restaurant and winery, but main, well, I know it mostly as a restaurant in San Lena, and they have the best happy hour appetizers in Napa Valley. Ooh, like really? what? They have these um, like butter biscuits, and they put like, they make a mini ham slider with prosciutto mm. and jalapeno jelly mm. and these amazing biscuits. And they have nachos that are really good, and they come out in like a little mini. Um, What's that iron cast skillet. iron cast iron skillet, and there's and then their meat. Ah, it's all so good. That sounds. Where is this? What is it? Again? It's called. Uh, and this is their wine. Well, it's called Farmstead, and I think it's owned by Long Meadow Ranch. Okay, because they're like winery offices are on the property, hmm. and they also like are all about uh, their restaurant grows every all the ingredients they use to make their food. At, on at uh, their farm, hmm. oh, and it's all cool. organically grown. And I'm like drooling. I really want to go yeah. there. I know. I love hearing <laughs> so about good. food. Anyway, we should have another podcast talking about food. Just food. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we have to eat food on it too? Yeah, uh, yeah. But <laughs> that one at a time. Very good. <laughs> yeah. There's so is a, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask like what the varietal is. Uh, it's Sauv Blanc. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like it. It's got kind of the. Um, tropical yeah. smell like papaya or something, you know? And it's sweet, but not, <clears throat> it's not like sweet. Yeah. Because of all the bubbles, I feel like it's the, I keep looking and expecting to drink like. Little champs. Like a little bubbly, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's pretty good. It's really light. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, white wine's really dangerous for me because, you know, red wine, I have to sip mm-hmm. because I just, you just can't take big gulps of red mm-hmm. wine, but mm-hmm. I can just chug white wine. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great beach oh, wine. We mm-hmm. should film you doing that. No. It'd be really, you know, no. Gosh. No. Maybe on Saturday. <laughs> already went over this. No. I'm a lady. <laughs> so, yeah. And today we're going over, like, kind of circling back around to the topic mm-hmm. we brought up, Kat and I brought up a couple weeks ago about nurse burnout. Oh, my God. I loved that episode. You guys talked about so many things that I feel like so many nurses feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We... Just we had a lot of feels that day. Yeah, all the abuse that you can <laughs> take so. as a nurse and how it just gets to you eventually. And mm-hmm. you're trying your damnedest to do a good job and take care of people. And mm-hmm. anyway, just the term burnout is so perfect mm-hmm. for the, that feeling. Yeah, I feel like that. Like parents can relate to. I feel like like as a you know parent, you get that same type of like you're trying to do your best and everyone's putting pressure on you. And I don't know. That's what I imagine. Obviously, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, before okay. we get into that, I have a wine of the month club <gasps> wine. Yay. Uh, okay. It's Yay. again, it's about myself. <laughs> something I did to screw up and it's embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. I was, I felt so terrible. Okay. So, uh, after 
my injury on Sunday. I came home, I went to bed and I went to sleep and I slept really well because it was my first night not sleeping in a tent for a few days. And then I woke up the next morning and I kept getting called by the staffing office. And I just kept thinking, they're probably trying to find someone to cover today. They're probably really short staffed. So I just ignored, ignored, ignored because it was seven in the morning and I was trying to go back to sleep, you know? (laughs) And, um, Anyway, so eventually I see that they just keep calling. So I, I answer and the person says, hey, Sarah, you know, they're expecting you on your unit. They're desperately waiting for you. You're scheduled to work today. And I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I didn't schedule myself past such and such date. You know, I'm, I'm making my own schedule and I hadn't put anything on my calendar, but it turns out I had signed up for a shift and didn't put it on my calendar oh, and no. so just didn't show up for it. Oh my God. And to make matters worse, I couldn't even come in, which I, if, if everything had been a normal day, I would have just gotten in there as soon as I could, but I was injured. And so I had to tell them I can't even come in. I can, you know, on Monday I could barely even walk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, this is terrible. I feel so bad. (laughs) Somebody from the night shift had to stay over and wait for me. And then apparently um, the charge nurse the next day had to take patients for a while. And I was just felt like a big loser. And that's what everybody was saying about you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I've ever done this in my nursing career. I don't know if I've ever just not showed up for a shift, you know? I did it once. Did you? It was like, tell me. (laughs) I feel so bad. (laughs) My first year uh, and I think I started working on my own in, in like November, like coming off orientation. <clears throat> so Thanksgiving came up and I didn't realize they changed the schedule um, because it's like, oh, who's working this Thanksgiving? Oh, holiday group B is. Anyways, so my schedule got flipped around to accommodate whose turn it was to work the holiday. Oh, I see. And so I'm like lounging at home. I was living at my parents' house at the time, watching like, Gilmore Girls with my dad or something (laughs) (laughs) and they call me and I'm like hello and she's like uh where are you same person and Uh I'm like I'm at home watching Gilmore where are you what are you doing yeah and she's like well you're supposed to be here and I said I am and she's like yep come on in so it's that panic inducing feeling Mm -hmm. and now any you know like you just said something like well it turns out I did pick up a shift and I thought they were just calling because they were short-staffed they called me because they're short-staffed tonight and so when you were saying that I like panicked pulled up the schedule I'm like oh good I'm not on (laughs) (laughs) so uh how lame so lame it is lame I felt terrible I have a wine of the month oh let's hear it so I we have a lot of new new folks like new nurses working on the floor right now, mm-hmm. which is great. Having like that fresh, um, oh, your cat looks so cute right now. Unburnt out. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they're and they're still really sweet and accommodating and they'll like answer your call lights for you if you're del- like busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so eager to play. Real yeah. go-getters. Real go-getters. So <laughs> I, I like it, but because they're so new, I am getting stuck with like the more cute groups Mm. a lot which is fine but when it's over and over and over and over again it's just like oh I could really just use like a really straightforward patient once in a while and so I had that acute group the other night and it's we call it the three to one group because our ratio drops to accommodate the acuity of the patients um and so 
I got them all, you know, I got them on like a pain management schedule that was working for them. I got all their meds done. I got them settled. I let them know what the plan was going to be for the night. Like I was having a great shift. And then they're finally all sleeping. And uh, I guess somebody in ICU was like going into ICU psychosis. And it was like a big wig person. So they ha- they really want to accommodate this patient. Like he was a wealthy person. And so <clears throat> and they pushed him out of ICU at like 1.30 in the morning. And I had to give up all of my patients to another nurse. So they wanted to accommodate him because he was wealthy? Yeah. Wait, so and in order to do that, they wanted to get him out of the ICU and into a different unit because he was Getting, getting like a little, and- a little sundowner type situation mm-hmm. and getting really agitated with the nur- nursing staff that was on. Uh. So they wanted to like basically diffuse the situation, pull him out of the ICU, get him um, in the private room on our unit and um, basically have a nurse that's really good at kissing butt. And uh-huh. I had my chapstick that day, so my lips were ready. <laughs> <laughs> So, but it was like, oh, like, yeah, I was, (laughs) it's, it's like a good, like, you know, pat to my ego, but at the same time, it's so frustrating when it just keeps happening. So you already had three patients. So did you, and then you took on a fourth? No, because my group was a three to one. Mm -hmm. So they, they were like, I was, I was a little grumpy, I'll be honest. So I was resistant to it. And they're like, no, here's what we're going to do to make it more reasonable. Like, we're going to call in another nurse. She'll take over your group and we're just going to give you this one guy. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. That but is it was very like, accommodating. Yeah, very accommodating. But it turned out to be like a way busier shift than I would have had because I had already done everything with mm-hmm. my other guys. They were ready, tucked in. We had a plan. And then this guy was a handful because he was confused and impulsive and decently critical. Like he was a fresh heart. Pretty much. He was like post-op day one and a half. You mean like wow. transplant? Uh, no, uh, a bypass. Oh, okay. So anyways, it all worked out fine, but it was just, it's, I don't know. You know, when you're having a good shift and you get a click with your people and you have mm-hmm. a plan in place to make sure it's a successful shift for every patient. And, and somebody all screws goes to it shit. all. Yeah. All, <laughs> yep, all goes to shit. Plus hey, about people. that, all this good stuff you've been doing tonight, well, let's forget about <laughs> it. You're going to start all over. Yeah. Here's a confused, <laughs> impulsive, really sick guy. Let's see what you do. But you can handle it, Desi. If nobody can, you can. Yeah. That sucks. You know what? We should talk about that sometime, like VIP patients, which is something that just makes me feel so creepy. Yes, that's... And, and that, it happens in every hospital. That, that Aren't we not over. supposed to do that? Right. I mean, they're not supposed to... I mean, they're not supposed to do that. <laughs> Wait, what? Just, Are they not supposed to do that? <laughs> they're not supposed to. Of course, it happens. But how does that... I don't know. Like, so what about the opposite of that? If it's a homeless person, do we... Hey, give me some love and that wine. Yeah, I'm, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> all good. Give me some of that. No, homeless people get treated really well too. So I'm just, the notion of treating people differently based on some sort of socioeconomic status just irks me. Anyway, we'll save that for another. Okay. Well, it could be its whole own topic, you know? Because they get money. I don't know. I just. 
Right. Like, are they a donor to the hospital? Right. Are they, yeah. you know, a political uppity up or yeah. who knows? It's what. good we don't know which hospital because people would be like, I'm not going there. Oh, yeah. It no, happens it's everywhere. Every hospital. Yeah. yeah. It's every hospital. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And in every type of facility. Mm-hmm. Anyway, nursing vices. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's if, our topic. I wonder if any nurse has a drinking vice. I mean, <laughs> definitely none of us. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's our topic. You want to introduce so it? number one, yeah. drinking. <laughs> and moving on, because none of us have that problem. Anyways, the second one. I feel like we've talked enough about that one in this podcast to explain itself. <laughs> no, it is sure. a legit thing, though, because, you know, do you ever have those... I'm sure you, you we, I know we personally have all done this, where you have a period of your, your life where you just want to cut back on the drinking for health reasons or for whatever reasons, you know, and then it's just so hard not to drink when you have a really stressful time and mm-hmm. that's available as a coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. For and sure. And it's a really good coping mechanism. It's so mm-hmm. great. You forget all about that day. It's like, you know, when you can't <laughs> get your computer to work and then you, you're just like, I guess I'll just press this off button and then turn it on again and it reboots. Uh-huh. That's what I did. I don't know. I never like... <laughs> but with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think, are you guys like Liquid blacking reboot. out drinking? No, or no, no, like, no, no. You're no. just drinking like... No, no, no. no. <laughs> never. <laughs> so the convincing. lady protests. Both <laughs> <Both> protest. <laughs> but it's nice to just... It helps you unwind for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it, you might vent to your partner whoever's at home about your day and it makes it more funny because alcohol definitely makes you more funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) for Uh, sure yeah it's challenging though because if you try if you're trying not to drink sometimes it's really hard not to because man nursing's stressful and I find yeah it's stressful but also it's like a well it sounds really terrible but like a life thing like it's everywhere. Like you go out anywhere. It's so much part of like your social right. life. Let's go to dinner. Let's do that. And yes, you could not get drinks at any of these events or places, but for some reason it just like does not sound as fun. You're like, I'm going to go get dinner and not have anything. You're like, well then I might as well stay home. Yeah. When I was <laughs> on that whole 30 thing, <laughs> that's the one thing I ended up cheating on was wine every once in a while because it was like, oh yeah, I haven't seen you in forever. Let's go grab s- some mm. water. You know, no. Yeah. Let's, go, yeah. let's go grab a drink. No, and thanks. Grab some tea. Yeah. <laughs> High noon. Yeah. People do that in some places. It, it's funny. Even here, I feel like it's harder because it's wine country. There's mm-hmm. wine everywhere. Yeah. You can get good wine in the gas station. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, events have wine. Like we went you to know, this like parent-teacher meetings and they offer you wine. Yeah. Really? You no, go to the know. nail salon. Like, I want to go to that. Have my kid go to that school. <laughs> yeah, you, you get your hair done. Salon. They give you wine. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. I want to go to that place. I don't go to any of these fun places. I went to I'll a take nail you to salon. the nail salon with the Oh, the, the nail wine. salon is it? Uh, I've been to one that did that, it's, but I didn't know hair places. But that sounds mm-hmm. great. Yeah. <gasps> Anyways, that's definitely I think a vice. Do you ever feel uh, hypocritical for drinking because we have so many patients that have liver failure because of drinking, or you know other other issues um, because? The drinking has played a, a major role in that. I mean, if yeah. you're knowledgeable that you're, we're all going to end up there because we're drinking, it's not like we're saying don't drink and we don't even know that it would cause that. And I'm really, I mean, we're not, well, I'm not drinking to the point that point, but it is sometimes right. it's like, you know, 
I'm sure he thought that at one time. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I had a patient recently that was like full blown liver end stage liver disease, uh, had a GI bleed because his clotting enzymes were all effed up. And it was every health problem he had was in direct correlation to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like it made me think for a second, but then I tucked that thought away. <laughs> it scares yeah. me sometimes. And my mom, who's a nurse and who doesn't drink, Almost never. She will have a sip of wine and she's like, ooh, giddy. Uh, (laughs) You guys have talked to my mom. Um, Anyway, so she'll, you know, every once in a while, this is mostly when I was younger and she would get frustrated with me drinking. Mm -hmm. And she'd say, Sarah, I don't understand it. You do so many other things to try and be healthy. You have a strict diet. I used to. And um, you exercise all the time, but you just drink. You know, that's not good for you. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. It scares me. It worries me. Like, I don't tell her that, but I'm like, yeah, it is a little uh, worrisome because I'm trying to do all these other things to keep myself healthy Mm -hmm. so I don't become a patient and so I can live to be 120. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think that's what a vice is too. Like it's it's something to cope that usually isn't the most. I mean, there are great other things you can do and art and exercise and all other things, but a vice, it's like the unhealthy way to cope, but right. it helps you cope. It really does. Yeah. Like, you know, I had just recently, that's my favorite phrase on this podcast because it's vague, just recently, <laughs> I had a tough stretch of shifts and I go out for breakfast with some coworkers, have some mimosas. And it was just like, you know, you just, you vent with your coworkers, mm-hmm. you're, you finally can enjoy, you know, um, like being away from work, but still coming fresh off work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a way to like, I don't know what I'm saying. It's like commiserating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> it's hard because you feel so get like every time I drink, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. Like, oh, I should not have a glass of wine every glass. I'm being what a patient does and tailing like much less than <laughs> I, I shouldn't have a glass or two sips of wine every single night. It's so bad. <laughs> you know, it's just so I should bad. not smell this glass of wine. I should not wine. smell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you just do it. It's like habit. It like becomes a habit and then you just do it. It's like for me, it's just out of habit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know. I mean, there's, it's one thing. Uh, to have a glass of wine like a couple times a week or even every night. But there's, I was actually like doing a little investigative work before um, today to figure out like what talking points I would say. Mm-hmm. And I found a weird statistic that was kind of shocking that said that in this one study um, that they did about like um, perceived stress and coping adequacy in the and the health of nurses. That's what like the article is called. Mm-hmm. Um, it said that in this study of 120 nurses, that the f- um, 25% of the respondents um, met the criteria for binge drinking, mm. which is a whole other category of drinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you know? What qualifies as binge drink? Binge drinking? Like how many I do drinks? It, I'm sure it stated it in the study. But. More than two. Damn. <laughs> Maybe it's like, I'm binge drinking right now. Yep. <laughs> the the qualifications for it are probably much lower than we would consider binge drinking. And mm-hmm. also maybe it ends up with blacking out or yeah. something like that, you know. Like yeah. if I drink, it's a couple, like three glasses of wine and it, and I, but I don't get drunk. I don't, it's just like maybe buzzed or like something. out of control. And then you have water and go to bed. You know, it's not yeah. like. 
you know, that, or I mean, pickle juice. Or pickle Just juice. saying. Oh my gosh, I saw these pickle popsicles, and I thought of you. They they sell pickle popsicles now. Where? I don't know online probably. Okay. You could just <laughs> order them. them. It's like pickle juice frozen pops. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that actually sounds kind of good. I want. And then pickle sandwiches, which I want to start making. Anywho. Oh, yeah. Regina okay. and I made those. Mm-hmm. They were good. Oh, All right. Anyway, back to binge drinking. Yeah. Chug a lug, girls. <laughs> I was uh, talking to a friend of mine who sees a therapist and she, I was vent or talking to her about, uh, you know, around the time we did the burnout episode, I was just like not having a good attitude about work and I felt really bummed out and unfulfilled and I was talking to her about it and saying like yeah and I feel like really guilty I've gone out like a couple nights this week and just drank too much and like my body just feels depleted and like not only do I feel mentally depleted now I feel physically depleted and I was saying I felt a lot of guilt about that and she was like no, like, don't feel so bad. Like you work a really stressful job and, um, you have to see things and do things and then not be able to talk about that with a lot, a large portion of people in my life because they don't understand it to the extent that I want to connect with them with Mm -hmm. or on. And, uh, anyway, she said that she brought me up to her therapist and her therapist was like, Oh my gosh, I have so many nurses that are patients of mine and they party like crazy. <laughs> and that's like a, a, a little, like a reputation, like people in the healthcare um, mm-hmm. world really party hard because they work hard. It's true. Did I tell you guys that my therapist said that? I was seeing a therapist a couple years ago because I was really stressed out at my job and I was having a hard time finding a job at another hospital. And I started to think maybe it was because I had this reputation for partying because some people, I had partied with at certain hospitals and she was like what nurses are notorious partiers for she said the same no way. thing yeah she said the same thing <laughs> yeah you guys have a really stressful job and you know that's a, the way that people in the healthcare industry cope it's a vice yeah it is that's funny I was just talking to my therapist <laughs> <laughs> on Tuesday and I was saying so ours is a little different relationship like we do like do yoga and art and like go on walks and talk and stuff and talk about like health and nutrition. She's very focused on like the just whole body. personally, she's she like that. And awesome. I'm also like that. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I have a glass of wine every night, you know, like three, but like, I just said, I had a you know glass of wine like every night. And she was like, she just kind of got quiet. I was like, oh, well, you know, like it's just kind of, I wasn't talking about work or anything like that. Just like, just mentioned it. And, um, I don't know, maybe if I had mentioned nursing, she would have had some sort of like, oh, well, I have some other nurses that I more just felt like bad afterwards. It's like, oh. Kat, you should really be doing yoga after work. I should. Rather than three glasses. I really should. I want you to have three mantras. (laughs) Three sun salutations. Well, hey, if you look on my fridge, you'll see a nice piece of art that I did there. Oh, I'm going to check that out. Energy ball. Yeah. Anyway. So vices. What about other vices? How about smoking? Like anything? Or, well, I was thinking about cigarettes because it seemed like... I would feel guilty about that. I would too. But on the other hand, a lot of our patients smoke and, you know, part of being a nurse is being human and connecting, right? So Mm -hmm. like maybe it's good to have some nurses who smoke because they might be more compassionate (laughs) and get it, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I think think it's... It's weird. I guess I kind of feel hypocritical if you say the smoking. I mean, maybe not hypocritical. I mean, you can 
they'll give good advice and not do it yourself, it doesn't mean you're not giving good advice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that definition of hypocritical still fits. But like, Drinking is the same. Like, we're still damaging our body. We're just not as bad as they have gotten, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. But anyway, still advice. Yeah. Yeah. Smoking. Yeah. Tons of people still smoke. I use food as advice. Oh, yeah. That's my biggest mm-hmm. one. That's my biggest one. Oh, my God. It's like they promote for nurses to use food as advice, especially on our unit. Mm-hmm. There's so much freaking so much food there food. all the time. Here's some <laughs> And in the office, no there's always food in there. Have you been in, in lately? There. In the no. last two days? No. The knee. Why? Why? Is there a ton of food? No, I cleaned out the entire fridge. Good job. I like bleached Good. the whole place. No way. And you then time gosh, to you're do an that? angel. I made, made time. some time. <laughs> Our fridge is disgusting. Mm. There's no room for anything. I threw, it's almost empty. That's awesome. I threw everything away. Is it just like people leaving their stuff? Yeah. Or, oh. And I washed, there's like a collection, I kid you not, of 25 coffee really nice travel coffee mugs in a cabinet in our break room and it was like an email circulated maybe like six months ago saying like please um take your tupperware and travel mugs out of the nursing break room if you don't they will be thrown away on this date Mm -hmm. well that date rolled around nobody did anything so they've just been sitting up there and so i was like in an ocd haze and i cleaned them all i washed them and they were full of curdled Ugh. coffee. Ew. Like Ew. months, like more than six month old coffee. In Why don't you just throw them away Ew. or recycle them? Or I threw a couple away that were too you far take gone. Them? No. I would have taken some. I would have. <laughs> you, you nod silently. <laughs> if people abandon them for that long, you get squatters rights on those Heck coffee yeah. mugs. Yeah, you, I cleaned them too. The email said you they're going to be thrown away. We do that yeah. at our office. I'm like, it's free dibs after that. You didn't take it. Do you remember one time we did that at our office? That's and, what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, and I picked a mug after they were all thrown away and I, was, I went and got one out of the trash. I was like, actually, I'll keep that as my daily mug. And I wrote my name on it mm-hmm. and then people were taking it and using it. It's like, you know what? You had your chance yeah. and now you want the one that's got my name on it. Yeah. Oh, man. I need a good travel mug. I need a good coffee travel well, mug. Well, I've recently come into the possession of several. So. How about thievery as a vice? Thievery. <laughs> Little klepto action here. Um, what did you want to say more about smoking? Did you want to say more about that? Oh, I just um, think about the nurses, how they used to have smoke breaks for nurses. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad we don't do that anymore because that's totally unfair if you don't smoke, you know? Yeah. I would just pretend to smoke. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just stand outside. Yeah, fresh air. Well, now we have mandatory breaks. Would it like be, was it back then, I wonder if it were in place today, like be in addition to that or like you get your addiction breaks? Like your 15-minute breaks plus your smoke breaks? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We don't even get our 15-minute breaks a lot of the times. Mm-mm. Well, you guys do something different on night shift. But yeah, during the day. Uh, yeah, we do yeah. have our 15-minute breaks. Okay. <laughs> yeah. On the day shift, we usually don't get yeah. to have our 15-minute breaks. It kind of sucks. Just so busy. Yeah. busy. You can yeah. try and take, you know, five minutes for yourself here or there. You know, mm-hmm. go have a little snack in the break room. But yeah. Right now... Um, <clears throat> hospitals kind of everywhere are really cracking down trying to rein in like premium pay hours to staff 
And so as a result of that incentive, I mean, sorry, initiative, uh, I know my roommates who are surgical nurses, their manager is being so like um, strict about those 15 minute lunch breaks and clocking out exactly mm-hmm. on the dot, like at oh three or like at three o'clock PM. Exactly. And don't you chart another thing. Yeah. And leaving. <laughs> and so, um, but it's actually backfiring because now it's like everybody's so frustrated with this, these really strict rules because you end up leaving your team hanging mm-hmm. because they're kicking you out at three exactly. Anyways, everybody's so annoyed and so they're like, yeah, I didn't get my 15-minute break. So I'm you owe me for that. So now they're making a big deal about it because yeah. they're being pushed around in another mm-hmm. way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's totally backfiring. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. Okay, well, this isn't Pisces. Talk about it later, but anyway. Um, yeah, well. I guess that's really all I had to say about smoking is it's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Food, again. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I go sometimes into the break room for to, like, go to the bathroom real fast, and I, like, there's food on the table, and I see it when I go into the bathroom, and then the next thing I know, I'm eating it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I and it's like thinking, so stressful. It's like the whole time I'm working, I know it's in there and I think about it and I'm like, walk to the bathroom the other way so I don't go around and pass it because <laughs> yeah. I will stop and I will it's eat it. such a vice for and me. And there's yeah. always pastries and like today we had pizza and there was, I mean, mm. and then cookies and then another rep comes and brings something else and then frappuccinos and then like they're, we had like, Stuff you would never eat, get for yourself at home or right. purchase out and about, you yeah. know? And it's terrible, especially because of my diabetes that I walk past and I keep taking <laughs> bites because I have no self-control. And then, and then my blood sugar. donuts. Yeah. And then I have like an eight-hour shift of my blood sugar like constantly like going like this because I'm just walking past the stupid kitchen. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Food is huge. How about hard drugs as mm-hmm. a vice? Mm-hmm. I wish Jen was here because she told me a story about um, someone that it was either at a clinical rotation she had or somewhere she worked, but who was diverting. That's what they call it when you steal narcotics. They mm. were diverting drugs. Diverting. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why they call it that. Why don't they just call it stealing drugs? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, because they need to differentiate it from the thievery vice that some nurses sure. have. Desi. Uh, Raising my so- hand. <laughs> So there was this nurse who was diverting drugs and I think they were starting to suspect her and keep an eye on her. And she would go to other nurses units and she had some privileges so that she could access the Pixis, the med cart, you know, on other units other Mm -hmm. than her own. And so um, anyway, she would go to other units and take narcotics from them, like tons of them at a time. It wasn't even, she wasn't even being careful about it at the end. And I think even some IV medications, they ended up arresting her at the hospital. What kind of privileges would you, like, why would you Like just having the, like maybe you float to that unit and you have the key code for it. Or you're a supervisor of some sort or, yeah. Okay, got it. Makes sense. I heard when I was in nursing school, I did a clinical rotation at a children's hospital and the nurse there, they were all kind of whispering about like somebody that had recently gotten fired from um, the ER. And I, you know, ended up being nosy and asking what was going on. And this this male nurse was like, would come to work smashed, like drunk at work, working in a NICU. Oh my Whoa. gosh. Yeah. How did people not immediately catch her and like... 
Or him. Him. Or him. Yeah. Yeah. And then it led to like people telling other stories about how they worked with a nurse that would like draw an ER nurse, they dropped Dilaudid, but only half of the dose and then pocket the other half. And so the patient would still get some relief, but, you know, and and then he would go into the bathroom and take all of the half dilated doses and draw them up into a syringe and inject them anally. (gasps) Whoa. Because it's very vascular. That is like Nurse Jackie to the extreme. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's awful. And that, I guess also like, I said that, like, how do people not notice? But you can be a really high-functioning, like, drug addict or Mm -hmm. alcoholic or anything. It's kind of scary. Dang. Like, man. Somebody was telling me recently, oh, yeah, I heard that um, healthcare workers in different, it depends on what department you're in, uh, in terms of which drugs you steal or use for party drugs. So anesthesiologists, you know, <laughs> might steal like... Uh, Versed or something. Yeah, or- yep. Like <laughs> an- anxiolytics and things that, yeah, Versed's a perfect example. Or like um, ketamine, I think, has been making a comeback. Yeah, in, it has. Um, ORs lately. sentence. Ketamine's making a comeback. <laughs> it's back. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you know, nurses more like the you know, the narcotics, oxycodone and, mm-hmm. and things like that. And I don't remember what other examples they had. Pharmacists obviously have access to whatever. And right. then psychiatric nurses with, um, oh, you know, the things Ativan they use for ADHD. Um, oh, Adderall. Adderall. Ritalin yeah. and Adderall. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. That's, that's funny. I wonder if that was that like a... That was just the people, someone making Yeah, someone it. was it's, making a comment about it, and I can't yeah. remember who. We had a bunch of nurses on a raft trip recently, and they might have been joking around about it. You know, yeah, so. well, I mean, it makes sense what each person has access to. It's like yep. you use all the time. That's, that's funny. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of, um, like, I think every nurse has a vice in some sense. Like, for me, my most unhealthy vice is definitely alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But other nurses, like, they go further than that and use really hard. Right. Dangerous. They're really going for it. They're really going all the way for it, you know. But I think the a big um, contributing factor to like us having to partake in really unhealthy vices is throughout the beginning of our careers. Like even in school, there is no attention. I mean, actually, there's well, anyways, there's very little attention. I'll say drawn to like being taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. as a nurse, you know? I mean, nursing school is so stressful to begin with and you're just like clinging on to the moment to get through. And then you go and you're a new grad and you're terrified and you're just trying to figure out how to not kill people. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, (laughs) then you get out of that phase and you're just a jaded person. (laughs) And it's like, we have no- If you're lucky. If you're lucky, all you are is a jaded piece of shit. Just kidding, just kidding. But, um, you know, there's no, there's like very little support built into our Let's first focus on making you a happy, healthy person so you can live your life and treat other people. Yeah. It's really true that you have to take care of yourself. You really have to take care of yourself if you're going to be able to take care of other people. And unfortunately, we do it in unhealthy ways sometimes, take care of ourselves. (laughs) Oh, 
I read this book recently called The Good Nurse, and it was about this guy who was murdering people over the course of his 16-year nursing career. He might have been a nurse for longer than that. Anyway, that was one of his coping mechanisms. He had... Um, <laughs> <laughs> psychiatric history and uh oh he would you know he c- attempted suicide i think 20 times but he never was actually intending to commit suicide because he would take some pills open his door call someone and wait for the you know oh, yeah. so he was more um, attention yeah seeking. but um they think he might have been responsible for up to 400 deaths mm. over the course of his career which would make him the most prolific serial killer wait prolific yeah is that the yeah. right word serial mm. killer and it's funny because prolific just seems like an positive. oxymoron for a serial killer yeah yeah <laughs> oxymoron is that the right word yeah. great listen, <laughs> listen vocabulary words are hard <laughs> man not to like I don't want this like episode to make people like distrust healthcare. I mean, it's all there whether we talk about it or not. And no one talks about it. So we're exactly. talking about it. Yeah. It's not that it's going to make it happen or, or you know, now that every nurse does right. it. Or- oh, totally. And when we say these are our vices, we don't mean we do this and we're responsible. Mm-hmm. And we don't go to work drunk ever or no. hungover or anything like that. It's just, you know, we enjoy some wine just like everyone else. We're just saying it's our vice because we're nurses also and this is what we do to, you know, whatever. Yeah, you could be but like a corporate A teacher could CEO do that, the same thing. Still exactly. Drink. Yeah, whatever. I don't really know many people that don't, you know, mm-hmm. besides yeah. the two nurses I work with. We, we can still be anything. the most trusted profession. We're just like regular people. Some of us are, uh, you know, better at coping than others. Some of us take it to a really negative and dark extreme and mm-hmm. uh, just Dangerous like anybody else. Extreme. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are probably really healthy, like, you know, go on runs when they need to go. I mean, like, who knows? And that's in our next episode. <laughs> yeah, we're getting Work-life there, balance, yeah. positive coping. Work-life, yeah. It <laughs> ends on a good note. We're just being real here. I you wish know? my bad advice was like, I need to run and it's just awful. And <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone for a run in 12 hours. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I think we've talked about all the terrible things we do to ourselves to help us cope through, uh, you know, our very stressful job. Oh, tell us. What, what, what? Um, Like build, like inappropriate humor and depersonalizing the situation. Yes. Um, Yeah. I think I take it back. That might be my most That's probably at the top of the list. That's what we're doing right now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, like my, the most traumatic experiences in my career that I've had so far are also my funniest stories. Uh (laughs) So, I mean, I would not be able to uh, process those experiences any way but through humor without it really damaging me, I think. Mm -hmm. Because, Mm -hmm. and and it helps with like, you're in the moment and it's like, if I didn't laugh at this, I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. You know, like not even, in the moment, but she means like later. Yeah, like for example, a really small example is um, we had a patient who's a very old gentleman who just didn't wasn't he had a little bit of dementia, wasn't all cognitively there. He had to go to the bathroom. We didn't know this that we found out via the bed alarm going off. He was halfway to the bathroom, very unsteadily, and there were just dollops of poop all oh, into no. the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and and we had us the CNA responded to the bed alarm and um you know safely got into the bathroom and um was like stay there I'll be right back he came out to get help to clean up the room and get the patient safely back to bed and he was trying to explain 
what happened and he could not get the words out because he was laughing so hard at, at the situation. Aww. And he's like, I'm sorry, this is so unprofessional. But, and we're like, yeah. dude, you're fine. This is how you get through it. Like, it's funny, but it's like, also you have to laugh because otherwise, like for me, I would just feel sad that that poor guy had mm-hmm. to, you know, like it, to me, it like triggers this really sad, like, oh, that is so sad. But yeah. you, he loved it. The patient, yeah, oh, one really, of, yeah. One of the nurses that I was helping clean up, he was just stepped in the poop, and he's like, oh, "You got poop on your shoe, my dear," <laughs> <laughs> and was cracking up at it. That's amazing. <laughs> he he was just like, "I'm so sorry. I just couldn't hold it in." <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, he was a, he was a yeah. great sport about it, which made the whole situation even funnier. Right, right. And we don't even need to explain in this episode why it's so hard. Like listen to all of our episodes and why it's hard to especially last week be a nurse and then this is how we cope and I think that's a really good point that how could we almost miss that one god yeah yeah that's the best sorry if we seem dark sometimes we are we're dark and twisted we have to be to deal with all the physical and metaphorical shit yeah and (laughs) and it's weird to think like I work on a cardiac unit there are way more terrifying traumatic units out there like ICU, NICU, PICU, a burn ER, unit. burn units. It's like, oh. though, or even like a, a chemo burn. nurses, you know, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. how, you, it's just astounds me that. Yeah. What do you guys do? Yeah. What are they're, you and doing? And also like peed nurses are so nice. I'm like, what do you do to blow off steam? Cause there's no way you don't do something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's this nice without having a vice. My Ooh, favorite floor. That's a good oh. uh, it really mantra. I didn't even know no. it. <laughs> Nobody's this nice without having advice. Yeah. You should make like a t-shirt with that. Yeah. I like that. I actually did a poll on our Instagram and people wanted some sort of like, you know, something. Merch? Yeah, yeah some merch. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I did Let's a poll on like that. our listeners. Are you like medical professionals or general population and it was almost half half really um okay cool yeah it was like 47 something uh medical and then or healthcare professional in some fashion and then the rest regular people (laughs) and then um yeah and they said i was like would you want some sort of merch and it was like a good response so that's awesome all right copyright in that Desi yeah. made it up. I We're did. putting it on a shirt. All yeah. right. We That's should. ours, everyone. I would wear that totally. I would. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get it tattooed on me. Another vice. Tattoos. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Oh, that's true. Kat, I think you're oh, an expert yeah. in this. I had one of the doctors <laughs> at work ask me if I had any more coming. Like, is like any tattoos to do? And I was like, no. Actually, yeah, we have a couple. Just <laughs> <laughs> Until I run out of room. No, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't listen to that, mom. Sorry. And she doesn't listen. She thinks podcasts are strange and she can't figure it out. She's like, it's like the radio, but you're just talking. Like, why would I sit in this random person's conversation? She can't understand. Why indeed. Yeah. (laughs) But you're here. Can't help yourself. Well, cheers to the ways we cope, healthy or not. Cheers to being biased. (laughs) 